Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Carl Ross. Uh, Carl, tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. Thanks, Glenn, for, for having me on your show, first of all. You know, I've uh, been watching your show for a while. Actually, I usually listen to the podcast, but I listen to most episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, great. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. My brother Kelsey was on on episode 80 something, I believe, some time ago, maybe a year ago or so. 83. Um, I looked it up. 83. Okay, <laughs> there you go. So I wasn't too far off then. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so as far as myself, yeah, I'm married with two children living east of Toronto. I'm working in nine to five still, but hopefully I won't be able to say that for many more years. Uh, hopefully <laughs> that's my dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as real estate goes, I've been investing since about 05. Um, first investment I did was a partner with my brother and my parents. Yeah. Uh, we bought a, a house in the York University area, a student rental house that was originally a four bedroom and we converted it to, was it eight or nine rooms? Uh, so a rooming house in essence and went well for us, did as well. We had it for about seven years, but it was uh, a lot to, to maintain, put it that way. And a lot of, you know, excitement and different things, fires, fights, you know, one girl tried to stab another girl. It's, Oh my God. Oh, yeah, a lot of stories. At one point we felt like almost recording like a reality show, but um, yeah. So from there did another student rental in East of Toronto, um, purchased a, a coin laundry as well. Also these were with my parents and my brother. Yeah. I did a coin laundry that uh, didn't do so well, but it was a, a learning experience. Put it that way. We lost, you know, lost financially, but it was a learning experience for us. And, Interesting business. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It can be good, but uh, the one we had wasn't wasn't right. It wasn't a location-wise and everything wasn't wasn't right. Okay. Um, after that, uh, current currently have a triplex in Oshawa, which is east of Toronto, yeah. and uh, quite a few properties in the states, mostly in Indiana. Yeah. So yeah. Indiana, let's let's talk about what you're doing down there. How sure. how are you buying these properties? What are you what are you doing here? So most of them were were off of tax lien, off of tax lien purchases. Um, which the county has um, every year, a couple times a year. Um, started going in, I believe it was 2018 or 2019? 2018, I believe it was. Yeah. And the properties, like the, these tax lien properties, I think my brother went really into depth into it, but yeah. pretty much these tax lien properties are people who can't pay their taxes, are behind their taxes for X amount of period of time, and um, the county puts them up for auction. Um, so there's usually thousands. Like in, in this county, there's like usually 13,000, whether it be land or houses or vacant land or, or businesses that go on these tax liens. And then you can go in. At the time when I first went, it was live in an auditorium and you, you bid on the, on the properties. The bids would start from 500 bucks. Wow. <laughs> and the last couple of times due to COVID, it's been strictly online. And well, that's even better. I didn't realize that they went all online. Yeah, they went online. It started last. Once COVID hit, they went online. Is that and all of Indiana or just like the county you're working in? The county on where, yeah, we deal with a specific, specific county, Lake County, it's called. Yeah. Um, which is north, north, uh, northeast Indiana. Yeah. Um, northwest Indiana, sorry. Close to Chicago. Um, yeah, so there's plenty of parcels there. So, and when I first started, it's a lot different than the last ones. Last, it seems like there's just more action. The prices have increased. So I think the, the city that we focus in is it's um, Gary, Indiana. 
um, which over the past, you know, it's a city that was founded on steel industry. And over time, the steel, big steel companies, a lot of it moved out, population went down, and with population going down, you know, jobs left, and, you know, houses are abandoned, and, and all that type of thing, um, blight, and, and, you know, all the negative things that go with it. Yep. Um, but the city, I must say, is on, is on, it's on a rebound, right? So there's big plans in it for a rebound, and a lot of it is, has started already, and they have a new mayor in town, and a lot of positive things have been going on in, in Gary. So, cool. so mm-hmm. I'm just going back to this online thing. So yes. if it's an online auction, do you still, I remember like you guys were, you were traveling down to the States and you were walking these, these blocks and yep. checking it all out. Is that still the case? Do you still walk the blocks when you're, when it's an online auction? See now, uh, now with the whole COVID thing and the whole border crossing business, it's a little trickier for most of us. Like, yeah. uh, like, uh, like my brother's been able to go down cause right now I'm, I'm still in my nine to five and, uh, coming back and doing the 14-day quarantine, um, it's, it's not really doable for me. And, you know, but uh, he's been able to go down a, a, um, a few times and, and be there for, for a good stretch of time um, and come back and do his quarantine and everything. Um, but it, the COVID definitely has changed things, uh, I think, for, especially for out-of-country out of, um, out investors. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, it's a little trickier. Yeah, there's a lot of different opportunities that showed up from COVID that I never even anticipated going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so an online auction, what's this look like? Is it like eBay? What are we, what is um, this? <laughs> Can you buy, like, is it a whole bunch of properties at the same time? Is it still one at no, a time? No, it's parcel, but it's number by number. It's, you know, it's pretty much before the auction, you have a list that's available. Once you register, you get a list of, of all the different um, items or all the different parcels or, uh, that are available on the auction. Yeah. And from there, it's pretty much the auctioneer goes through them one at a time. So it's like a video then? Like you're watching a video? Yeah, it's on, it's on video. Yeah, it's video, yeah. video online. So the, par- the parcel number would come up. Um, the bidding starts pretty much. Okay. Right. And from there, you know, before that, you'd have done your research um, as best you can. If you can go down and, and look, at the, look at the properties that you're interested in, you could do that. And that's, you know, definitely recommended way. So. From that aspect, it didn't change much, but um, the online definitely changed things. And when you're in the auditorium as well, you can kind of look around and see who, who's bidding, you know, kind of see their, almost their body language or, or you know, who they're talking to, who they, who, you know, what their emotions are like. But in, the, in online, you don't really get that sense, although you see the, the common numbers come up over and over and over. And, and so you see who's kind of who's doing what, although you don't know the, who the person is. But you'll see that the same number, yeah. You see the numbers, yeah. Cool. So what else, like you're, with COVID, you're, you're buying properties and you need renovation. How does that, how's that changed? Yeah, that's, that's well, actually, it's, it's funny because some of the properties we bought on auction or got through the auction, we just started to renovate them a few months ago because when you do the auction, it takes a while, pro- about a year or so, uh, to get the deed in hand. Right. Oh, right, right. So you can only do the only do the work once you have that deed in, in your hand. So we started um, with two two of them about two months ago. Yeah. Both of them right now is July. Both of them are nearing completion. And as I mentioned, my brother he's been able to be down there, which has really been a big help because he's had forged some good relationships, got some good contractors there, some general labor guys to cut trees and things like that, and 
do little little things around the place. So it's a good thing that he's been able to go down and spend some time there and and forge those relationships, right? Because if you know, I guess you know things really work out. Because if he wasn't able to, it would have definitely prolonged things. Definitely. So yeah. you guys are buying auctions, you're buying them cheap. You're doing a reno. What's the next step? Do you guys do refis? You put tenants in. What's how does yep. this whole plan look? <laughs> so a couple of them, couple of them were, we have about between myself and it's a lot of us that actually um, have gone down and purchased, purchased properties. Started with my brother through actually a, a lady called a lady named Nico Sherry. Actually, this is her shirt. Um, nice. She ran a, I she like ran it. a program. Yeah. It's, you know, it's sensible. It's sensible. Yeah. Uh, she ran a program that uh, focused on investing in Gary and, that's how my brother Kelsey, um, I guess, first found out about investing there. Yeah. Then he ended up telling others of us about it. That we went down. So altogether, I think about maybe ten or twelve of us from Toronto area have gone down there and purchased. I'd say probably about twenty, thirty, at least. Yeah, at least probably thirty different um, properties. Um, your question was about rehabbing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we just started a few months ago, and um, so. You know, it's been going, it's been going well, not as fast, of course, like any, like any rehab, not as fast as you, you'd want to get never it turned is. around. No, never <laughs> is, but yeah, you kind of always, I guess, have to have that in the back of your mind um, when you're doing these rehabs. It's, you know, it's not like uh, the, the HDTV guys when they come in with a crew of, you know, 50 guys and bang it out in a week, right? Yeah. No. yeah. And then what's the plan afterwards? Are you going to do a refi or just going to keep your money in or what's the plan? Yeah, the plan is actually, we're going to, a couple of them that we're working on right now, we're going to we're gonna sell, yeah. Sell and, and invest, re, reinvest that into other other properties. Um, yeah, that's the immediate plan. And also, recently, I bought a a fourplex um, through traditional through RBC in the USA. Yeah. Which we had to do some rehab on that as well. So, how does that look? Because I've heard a few bunch of people using RBC. Is it any different doing a fourplex, do you think, with them? <laughs> no, because they consider the fourplex. This is actually one of my original questions with them when I was doing my initial research. Um, they can put, a fourplex is considered the same as a, as a single-family home, where anything five units and above is considered commercial. Cool. Right? And, and they'll allow you to do four, I believe, up to four properties. And, but they're going to re-look at, like, you're personally qualified. So it'll be like debt service ratio, all that yeah. kind of stuff. They're, and they're factoring in your Canadian stuff, right? Yes, yes. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fun experience. It's, and, you know, dealing with banks is always, you know, it's always uh, an experience, right? And, and so my, my first thing, actually, about a year ago, I, I heard about the, the program for Canadians who invest in the States and doing with, um, like RBC, TD, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. And my first thing was to kind of get my credit, get my credit sorted out and improved because I always thought I had, you know, pretty good credit until I actually looked into it. It wasn't as good as it should be. And then I, you know, I did some research on how do I improve my credit? And just with that knowledge, you know, I was able to improve my credit in no time. So that was kind of the baby step before all this, um, before I actually went ahead and applied. But, you know, that's a great point to make because I did the same thing too. I just paid my bills and I assumed I have perfect credit. But yeah. You're like, no, there's, there is some tricks to making this better. I'm going to have to get some, I'm going to have to get a credit person on here. Like, per, that's a good a idea. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> yeah. a good idea. Cause that's once I had that, 
I listened to a few credit podcasts and I, I you know, learned the different things about credit and I'm like, holy shoot, let me do those things and, you know, see how quick your, your credit improves. Yeah. No, it's awesome. And if, yeah. if you do guys want to um, refinance, cause I know, I don't know if you're, the reason you're selling the, the properties is just because of the perch or the, sorry, the ARVs aren't high mm -hmm. enough to do loans. Right. Exactly. I do have, I do have a lender. I'll talk to you afterwards. And okay. uh, I think they have no minimums. Okay. You know, I think I heard one of your recent podcasts Yeah. with that guy. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 As, yeah. It just came out recently, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, give, I'll, I'll give you a connection if you want. Or, yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely look into that. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, it's an option. It's an option, right? Because you right. Were, before there was nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Because that was one of the ob obstacles originally with why I went with, you know, RBC with a bank financing with RBC. Yeah. And um, that, you know, because the properties were, you know, weren't, were so, the property we actually, that I actually purchased, I overpaid for it. I paid over the, the asking, the asking price only because RBC doesn't finance for less. The prop, the purchase price has to be a hundred thousand minimum. Right. So the, per, the, the asking price was less than that offered more, I got some back as far as you know, having the, the seller to cover closing costs and everything like that. But um, so that was part of it. I'm like, you know, had to go in higher than expected, but I know the numbers all worked out really well. Yep. And in the appraisal that kind of proved that, that the appraisal was, I think 129,000. Um, when you're good. Yeah. So, so all the numbers worked out well. So what's this thing look like? Is it like townhouse, like a fourplex or is it two on top, two on the bottom? There's so two on top, two on bottom. Yeah. Two on top, two on bottom, um, and it's in a neighborhood. It's in a little area where we already had about one, two, three, about four or five um, homes that we got through the auction previously. Okay. So it was it was in an area that we're very familiar with. We already had been looking at that at that fourplex, right? Yeah. Had our eye on it, and funny story. Um, early in the year, maybe around January, just before I. I put in the offer for the for the place. Um, my brother was talking to somebody who does um, private lending or something to that effect. Yeah. And maybe you could tell me what you think happened here. Okay. So he's talking to the he's talking to the lender. The lender's like, yeah, I have some I have some you know some investors in that part of Indiana, you know, Northwest Indiana. Oh, it sounds like a good deal. And you know, he's supposed to get back to us with with some more information. And next thing you know. The guy goes silent, right? Don't hear from him, nothing. But then lo and behold, there's an offer on that property. Did he swoop, swoop in underneath you? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you tell me what you think. I don't know, but it, it certainly seems like that. But luckily now, enough, now you got to go look up that, that property. Like if you use like one, you, you can go to the county site, right? You could figure out who owns it. And then you can go. Yeah, well, we, own, we own it. I own it. Yeah. Oh. It went, what happened was whoever put in the offer, either they took it up, took it back or it fell through one way or the other. Okay. So right after that is when it went through the bank and put the offer in and everything and um, things ended up working out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. But it was, you know, another lesson learned, right? Well, that's the thing too. If it's a listed property, always step one, get it under contract. Yeah, yeah. And then you can't do that with wholesale deals though. And right. It's a little different, but yeah. No, awesome. So yeah, um, you bought this fourplex. What's that one look like? What um, you're doing a renovation on it? Is it there's people living in it? What do you, what do you got to do here? Both. So there's people living in it. 
they gave Castro keys to get get one of the the one of the people out. There yeah. was one room that was vacant, um, and actually, just today, our our um, property manager went to court to have another person outed because the, the previous previous management wasn't so great. The house the house wasn't really upkept, you know, the, and tenants were behind and everything. So we went in knowing some of this. So yeah, you know, kind of clean house. One of them is going to stay. One of the tenants is going to stay, but um, it's it's you know it's a new new sheriff in town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, you set the tone right. You don't want to be right. lenient off the start or yeah. you get walked all over. Um, yeah, and, and rehabbing then, as well to fix up the place to bring it up to you know to make it make it nicer, fix the kitchens and the bathrooms in the place, and have the exterior you know looking a little better and everything. Cool. What is uh what does cash for keys look like in Indiana? What's the price on that kind of ticket? Well, it's it's kind of one of those negotiation things. You know, it can be negotiation and. And actually, this happened while my brother was down there um, for the good stretch. And really, the guy, him and his wife were there and, and a baby, and we didn't want him. Just put it that way. Like, he wasn't keeping the, they weren't keeping the place really well. It was filthy. Um, and funny enough, I haven't actually, because COVID, I haven't actually even been in the, in the building yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, videos and everything, and it's, it was a mess. So, you know, I paid him cash and... Yeah. I didn't. I didn't leave. Yeah, and I don't know about. I assume that it was a, a statewide thing, but Indiana, because I have. I'm down in Indianapolis, and they had mm-hmm. the eviction ban, which is finally getting lifted in the next right. two weeks. But what? Or actually, we're recording this in mid uh, mid July. So, yeah. but they've had an eviction ban for quite a while, which has made people give give people the opportunity to walk all over the landlords, right? Yeah. But they did on the other side of the coin offer throughout the whole thing a lot of programs to uh, assist with the rent. So I actually, we went through that way and we actually got uh, tenants caught up by okay. directing them to the programs to do that. So it, yeah. it was, you know, they didn't totally go one way. They kind of, you know, we're going to give them a break, but we're going to give options so that the landlords aren't broke either. <laughs> right. Which is, you know, which is okay, right? Yeah, it's, it's a tough situation. Like, like being in, in Toronto, like Ontario, like we've gotten we've gotten walked over before, like, yeah. And you can't do anything. That's that's <laughs> if tenants know what they're doing here, you, little you can do. But cool. At least, yeah. Anything else I should ask you about Indiana tax liens, uh, the fourplex? What did I miss? <laughs> uh, what did you miss? Um, I think you you covered most of it. I, I think yeah. the banking situation. I think is is. Um, is something that was was difficult. You know, it's difficult with dealing with the banker, the the agent, the appraisers, the like the, my whole situation, the the appraise the sorry, my agent, our agent, <clears throat> from early in the process, he was stressing, guys, get the appraiser, telling our banker, get the appraiser, get the appraiser book, get the appraiser book, because this might um this might jeopardize the closing. It's supposed to be, I think, a forty five day closing. We Signed in in um, February. Closing was originally for April 9th. Yeah, you know, get there's two things really: the whole appraisal thing and getting getting um, signed by the notary. Yeah, yeah. So the appraisal thing, banker guy was delaying it, according to the agent. When I speak to the banker, banker's like, "Don't worry about it. It's under control. We get the appraisal by such and such a date. We'll be fine. Don't worry." 
you know, the, the real estate agents panicking. Guys, I've seen this before. This is going to jeopardize the deal. It's going to be delayed. It's going to fall through. Get him on it right away. So, you know, I'm caught in the middle. I'm like, I'm like you guys talk to each other and sort this out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, how did that go? Because like, I know some of my appraisals in Ohio are taking two weeks up to even yeah. sometimes three weeks to get them in there. Yeah, so it took a few weeks as well. It took a few weeks and the, the closing ended up getting delayed by a week. Um, kind of fortunate, to be honest, that it was just a week because at one point it seemed like it might just fall through because the agent was correct that the appraisers, actually the first appraiser apparently backed out and didn't want to do it for whatever reason. So the banker had to book another appraiser um, who finally got it done. But then there's, I guess, the whole steps, I don't know, the whole banking and um, underwriting has to approve and all that. And meanwhile, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Oh, I was yeah, so all meanwhile, gonna, yeah, go ahead. Meanwhile, my brother was there and because we, during the agreement, we had a list of items that the seller needs to get done, you know, safety items, uh, removing junk and all this and different things. And there's this thing called clear to close, apparently, yep. where that's kind of the green lights that's saying, okay, this deal's actually going to happen. So until that clear to close happens, the seller isn't doing anything as far as fixing, repairing, moving, cleaning, nothing. So like a week before closing, we look, you know, the, the seller didn't do anything. So, you know, there's a little bit of panic happened, of course, and um, ended up getting done. And it was, it was a little messy at the end as well as far as signing because another story, the notary company had a big fight with them because they're like, okay, you have to come to, to the States. It has to be signed on American soil. I'm like, I'm like, it's COVID. I can't come over. Yeah. Oh, go to your, go to your, um, embassy. You the the embassy. embassy, go to the embassy. Yeah. Call the embassy. They're like, we're not taking you. We're not, you can't even speak to anybody. The voice message is like, you yep. can't do anything. It's not happening. Um, and even during regular times, I looked at the schedule, even if it was a non COVID time, it would have been weeks to schedule to get someone at the embassy to sign, to notarize. Yeah. So I emailed them. I emailed the notary and the agent, everybody. I'm like, guys, we have these companies here that have U.S. authorization. We have lawyers here that have U.S. authorization. I spoke to these lawyers, spoke to like Red Seal Notary, which I used before. They told me, yeah, we could do that, no problem. So I emailed the bank, emailed the, the, all, the, all the parties, the agent and the, um, the company down there. Yeah. And you know, they're still fighting with me. Carl, find a way, and this is not acceptable. So I'm like, finally, finally, though, you know, the banker guy said, okay, this is, you know, our, this, this should be acceptable. And I guess he spoke to the, to the lady from the, um, what do you call it? Um, the, the notary-ish place, yeah. Yeah, so, the, so everything But this is in got, Canadian soil place, right? And is it yes. one of those places where you go and you get your stuff notarized and then they send yeah. it away to get it authenticated and then they send it back or so then you can send no. it to the States? No, is this different? No, okay. This okay. is different. This is lady. She's a notary with um, a company here. And I used yep. her before for something. I, she lives like 15 minutes away from me. Did it in her living room. She notarized, stamped everything. And I, I just sent it back to the, to the title company. Huh. It was as simple as that. This is, this is like the day before closing, mind you. <laughs> right? So, but no. that, was, that was crazy. I've had the same thing. And I'm actually going through the the same thing selling properties and it's an Indiana mm -hmm. thing because they're really mm -hmm. picky on the, the notary stuff. Um, okay, yeah, and yeah. Uh, another way around it is what we did was uh, 
we did uh, was it a resolution uh, to our operating agreement to allow someone signing specifically for a, a specific closing. You can write a, a, an amendment to the whole thing. And so we gave our real estate agent signing authority for this one transaction on okay, this yeah. one day to sign for us. And yes. they accepted that, which you, you think about this. And we have to get everything so notarized in the States, but this to give all this authorization can just be a piece of paper that's DocuSign. You're like, <laughs> there's a breakthrough. You're like strong, strong. And then a weak link. You're like the one weak link. You're like, what is the point of all this then? Exactly. Yeah. A lot of things yeah, seem really, really strange. Our agent actually offered, offered me the same option too. He said, Oh, I could sign me the, the, give me your power of attorney or something. And I could sign it for you. I'm like, I'd rather not, you know. But <laughs> oh, I know it's it's kind of scary, especially depends how well you know them, right? Right. Yeah, I didn't know this guy from from Jack, really. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was scary. How long did it take you to close this thing uh, with the uh, Royal Bank? It took uh, forty five days. That's not bad. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't overall, you know, at the end of the day, it worked out. Uh, you know, it was a little exciting with all the confusion and everything, but at the end of the day, it worked out, and I would do it again. That's the fastest I've heard. A lot of people yeah. tell me like three months. So to do a 45 day close, did, you had all your ducks in a row. So like RBC had everything, all your paperwork before you started this process or was it you start, you got the deal and then you started giving them all the stuff. Yeah. They got the deal, started giving them, was it 45 okay. days? End of February, March, April. Yeah. 45 days about. Yeah. Okay. So there was different phases. It's, you know, the pre-approval, the right after the pre-approval, you know, we spoke a lot on the phone. And they'd send you like a link to a secure site to, to, um, to upload your documents, your T4s and your tax returns and all that, all that type of thing. Um, they'd send you that secure, yeah, secure links. And so that part was, was okay. A little back and forth, but I think communication was, was the main thing that was good. I'll give, definitely give our RBC guy that. He was good on the communication, responding to emails, responding to picking up the phone and everything. So definitely I'll give him kudos on that. That's good. That's one of the problems you have with, real estate agents, mortgage brokers, um, property managers, <laughs> contractors. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's just they just don't answer their phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Actually, our property manager, our property manager, so far she's been really good. We have her on a, a WhatsApp, WhatsApp um, yep. chat yep. with um, with us. Actually, my my sister and her husband are involved in the investment as well, as well as my brother Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, so we're all of us are on the on it, and we just text you know hey you know what's going on what's going on with the with the courts with the court hearing today what happened you know and, she, and she's really good at getting back so. that's good that that's a good property manager some of them are really good some of them aren't so good i went yeah i went through both of them, both kinds yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome carl people wanted to track you down where they do that yeah they can email me at kross one investments kross the number one investments plural at gmail.com or uh, on Instagram, kross one investments on Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show. I uh, really appreciate it, Carl. Um, I'm sure once this stuff opens up again, we will see each other in Markham again. Was it Markham? Yes, North York. North York. North York. Yeah, yeah. North York, yeah. No problem. Good luck with your with all your, your stuff you have going on. I wanted to ask you actually, Glenn, is it better, like, is it more beneficial for you, for me to watch you on YouTube or um, listen to your podcast or does it... It, well, honestly, it, it doesn't really matter. Most people do the, uh, the iTunes or Google Play or Spotify sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't even, I haven't even turned on monetization. So okay. 
it's it's not it's not about making a buck off of any of it right, so right, right. It, it doesn't really matter it's all, all right anyway we can get you get you yeah it's all networking it's all yes grow your business meet lots of people that's what it's about <laughs> excellent good stuff i appreciate it man it's been a lot of knowledge on your on your 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 podcast man it's been a lot of knowledge i have to go back and listen to some of them as far as structure and, and that type of thing goes as well because that's something i have to <laughs> no problem i can even tell you which links to go for but yeah yeah it's usually the same accountants for all that stuff it's always yeah yeah elliot or ali <laughs> right, right yep definitely cool anyway thanks for coming on the show awesome chat again um and i'm sure we'll see each other sometime soon when <laughs> stuff stuff slowly opens sounds good then appreciate it see you later pleasure all right take care